0: rutherford issues with brian barrett on fm 101.9 and am 1450
1: murfreesboro fm 100.5 smyrna and streaming at wgnsradio.com our focus today is our friends from the child advocacy center joining us we've got carrie norville here in studio along with elizabeth benton and we're going to talk about summer safety school out and you got kids running around everywhere pulling your hair out, I know, but uh, that's all part of it. Carrie, uh, Elizabeth, how are y'all?
2: Good, how are you?
1: Doing good. Doing well. Awesome. Well, summertime means uh, a a big change, Carrie, in the normal day-to-day for kids, parents, everybody, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, Obviously, kids are out, so we're going to find alternative sources, you know, camps, um, friends for them to hang out with, things like that. So we're just here today talking about ways that we can keep kids safe this summer.
1: Very good. Now, Elizabeth, um, or Carrie, both of you, I'll start with you, Carrie, since you were just speaking. Kind of remind us what you do with the CAC.
2: Yeah, so I'm the Community Education Coordinator. So I do the Darkness to Light Child Sexual Abuse Prevention Trainings. Uh, So I go out in the community and teach adults the five steps to protecting children from child sexual abuse.
1: Okay. And Elizabeth?
0: Um, So I am one of the CAC's forensic interviewers. So I am who um, the kids actually talk to whenever they come to the CAC for an interview
1: okay well um you mentioned camps and and all the things that are going on and I'm sure Carrie, people are um around maybe folks that they don't really know a whole lot is is that one of the things that uh, you just kind of caution parents to be aware of
2: yeah for sure um you know it's kind of intimidating to find somebody to take care of your kid right Uh, because we want them to be safe so when we decide what we're going to do for the summer whether it be you know a camp a daycare something like that we have to take the initiative um to do that legwork to make make sure that we're leaving our kids with um
0: some safe adults so
1: elizabeth do you see an uptick in the summertime
0: um, it really kind of all depends. I will say one of our biggest reporters are school teachers. Um, so with school being out, sometimes um, it can go down, but then also sometimes <laughs> it can go right back up as well because kids are in you know these different um, situations um, for whatever reason they might be with you know somebody new and they feel comfortable with that person and so they might disclose something that they haven't um, disclosed in the past. So you know there's all sorts of different scenarios that could lead to an uptick or a little bit of a i don't want to say lull because there's never really a lull (laughs) Um, we're always pretty busy but probably
1: a lull in reporting right yeah so and um, when you say school teachers are one of the biggest reporters, I mean, is is it overwhelmingly school teachers or? Uh,
2: um, I think the statistic is fifty four percent of our reports come from school teachers, wow. um, so I know it's more than law enforcement and DCS combined.
1: Well, I know that we saw during the pandemic and the beginning of it and the shutdowns and things of that nature, there was a drop in reported cases until kids got back in the classroom. So,
2: right, and that's because you know they didn't have that person to advocate for them. Um, you know, those teachers are with them seven, eight hours a day. They see those changes and they're going to be those people who ask the questions or even the people that a kid, you know, trusts outside of the home that they're going to disclose to.
1: We have uh, Carrie Norville and uh, Elizabeth Benton joining us from the CAC. It's, kids are kind of going from, you know, basketball camp to summer camp to maybe 4-H camp or church camp and, you know, all of these different places. And so, Uh, I guess Elizabeth they're not really around these uh, adults for a long period of time and it's hard to build trust to talk about something such as uh, child abuse
0: right Um, for some of these kids are going to be in a place where they haven't been before and so like you said they might not build that trust with someone Um, and then sometimes I think Maybe talking to someone that they don't know that well might seem a little less intimidating mm. than you know talking to somebody that they have this relationship with, and then they know they're going to have to see them, you know, forever, and they know this thing about them. Um, but also in those situations, you want to make sure that while they're not going to be with those people that long, they are with them in a situation where there could be opportunities for something to happen um, within that. You know, baseball basketball, church, camp, wherever, um, because those are going to be trusted adults. Even though you might not know them that well, um, we view them as trusted adults because they have, as we feel like they most likely have you know past background checks and all of those types of things so we think that this should be a place where our kid is safe so it's just um, making sure that when they're in those camps and things like that that you make sure that you have that open line of communication with them when you pick them up ask them hey did anything happen that made you feel uncomfortable today um, just making sure that they know about body safety, and what's okay, and what's not okay, and making sure that they um, will talk with you if something like that happens.
1: We're going to kind of dive into that and, and give parents some some ammunition here, if you will, to, you know, what to talk to your child about, and even though it, it may feel a little uncomfortable, um, the, the importance behind that, but uh, I did want to ask Carrie, uh, elizabeth brought up something about you know a lot of these camps and when there are adults around children they have to go through background checks for the most part i mean that seems to be a norm norm now so um i guess a parent if you're concerned about that or want to ask it never hurts to ask you know about the adults that are going to be caring for their child
2: yeah for sure um you can just bluntly say you know what kind of background check If any, do you do? Um, Do you call references? That's something that we really advocate for. I think that that sheds a lot of insight on, you know, the person that you're hiring because people are going to be honest when you ask the question, um, you know, they're going to spend all summer with kids, you know, do you have any input on that? People most likely are going to be honest, you know, in those situations. Um, So, you know, if you're a parent and you're sending your kid to camp, just ask. Um, And if it's overnight camp, you can even take the initiative to say, you know, I kind of want to tour your facilities to see um what my kid's going to be you know in for the summer right um and then just see you know if you have areas where it may make you uncomfortable um asking about their policy um about those one-on-one situations. Do you allow children and adults to be one-on-one or do you even allow older children and younger children to be um, alone together? So sometimes it's just asking those hard questions, um, you know, and then seeing if they have a good answer for you. Um, and if they don't, then maybe that's something you can talk with them about and see if you can work that out. And if not, maybe you just pick another summer camp for them to go to.
1: Yeah. I, I've been to camps where, you know, some of their counselors are, maybe uh, older teenagers, things of that nature, Um, you know, so I guess just know who your children are going to be around is a a big key.
2: Yeah, for sure, because um, about 40 percent of child sexual abuse cases happen when an older, more powerful child preys on a younger child. So it's not always adults and children, right, which is, I think, a lot of times what we think of. So, um, you know, even if we do trust those teenagers, they still need to be aware, too, of, these policies that we should have in place of we're not going to be alone with the kid Mm -hmm. or even having like prevention education do you know how to recognize the signs of abuse and if a child discloses to you do you know how to make that report that's so important we don't want any kid to fall through the cracks because like elizabeth said um we do consider these people to be trusted adults if a child discloses then we want them to get the help that they need so i think it's really important too for them to know how to be able to do that
1: uh, Elizabeth, uh, Carrie mentioned something about uh, in that about older kids uh, with with younger children. And, uh, you know, I, I guess you have uh, every camp that I've been to or whatnot. And when I went as a kid, I kind of looked up to the, the older uh, teens and things of that nature. So I uh, am and, and we're just saying be aware, I guess, in this situation.
0: Yeah, just be aware of, you know. Like Carrie said, who is going to be interacting with your child? What are, like, the safety um, precautions that are put into place? Is anyone ever allowed to be alone with a kid at any time? If they are alone, then is it with a door open or a door with a window? Is it, you know, somebody could walk in at any time? Just making sure that there is no time where, you know, someone is going to have uninterrupted alone time um, with your child, because that is where um, things get dangerous. Ask them about like what their bathroom policy is. Um, do you have to go like in some kind of buddy system? Where are the adults whenever they're using the bathroom? Um, because it could be an older kid. It can also be kids that are the same age. Um, so just making sure that, like I said, there's no just time where they're alone. That there's always someone um, watching. Um, either the adults that are with them or the kids that are with them. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, Do you um, have some best practices for those who are, are maybe putting on camps and things of that nature? Or do you do this as part of darkness to light?
2: Yeah, so we do offer darkness light to um, our local summer camps in Rutherford and Cannon County, um, you know, so that they can learn those signs, how to react responsibly and how to report that abuse. And again, like Elizabeth said, ways to minimize those opportunities for abuse to occur. Um, Elizabeth mentioned earlier, I think that camp does create a unique opportunity for some kids to feel safe enough to disclose um so yeah that's definitely something that we offer for them um and if they want to take that we we would love to be able to do that with them um but you know even just having conversations with kids before they go to camp about body safety i think elizabeth touched on that a little bit earlier but um being specific with your scenarios right so if it's a, a sleepaway camp you say you know you have your own bunk if somebody comes to to lay in your bunk with you what are we going to do in this situation so And we this call is that,
1: mom or dad or guardian talking to their child right yeah okay. so
2: so we call it the what if game right <laughs> so um we just give them those specific situations um so that they know how to handle those right so they kind of give us their answer on what they think they would do or who they would point out and again we can kind of lead them in the direction they need to go if they feel like they don't have the best answer but just again being specific with those situations Mm -hmm. and having those conversations before you send them off and then i like um what elizabeth said after you know you pick them up um was there anything that happened today that made you uncomfortable right so that they have that opportunity to open up with you it's not you just saying how was your day and what did you do today you presented a unique opportunity for them to be um, vulnerable with you and to open up about those things that potentially did happen
1: I'm sure that there are some parents out there that are kind of cringing at having to have this, you know, conversation with their child. So how, how would you suggest they make that more comfortable for them? Uh, is it just to kind of have the questions in your mind and, and just be bluntly honest? <laughs>
2: Yeah, um, so Darkness Light has a lot of resources on their website. They have, like, a summer camp checklist. Um, I think they do have the what-if question, like, um, questions that you can ask your kids. Um, you know, it can be uncomfortable, but you want to be... As comfortable as you can in that situation, because you don't want your kids to be uncomfortable. Right. Um, we want them to feel like we're somebody that they can open up to, that they can talk to. Um, I'm gonna let Elizabeth share. She's telling me earlier about the um, how she makes that. Um, did anything that happened to you
0: today make you uncomfortable how she makes that normal for her and her kids
1: okay awesome
0: yeah um so i have a five-year-old and an eight-year-old little boys um and so <laughs> well bless
1: you <laughs> <laughs>
0: um i don't let's see i guess i started working at the cac when my five-year-old was about two-ish i think so um these conversations i've been having with my kids since they were little um so we have like a whole rundown that we do pretty often of like um who's allowed is anybody allowed to touch you know where are they not allowed to touch you they can tell me what do you do if somebody you know were to do something like that and they'll tell me their answer um, what if they say that they'll hurt you or mommy and daddy if you tell anybody um, so for us we've always had this conversation so it's a very like normal thing for them they're sick of it at this point but it's like a very normal thing for them um, I do ask whenever I pick them up from places and anything happened that made you uncomfortable whether it's grandparents house aunt uncle's house um or friend's house so no matter where I'm picking them up from I ask them those questions so it doesn't seem like super weird to them it's part of the routine right they're not like why is mom asking me for about that when she picked me up from so-and-so's house because I've asked it about everybody's house um so it doesn't seem like I'm singling singling something out or that I suspect that something has happened because I've asked it all the time um so, that's just something that you could start doing now that would kind of normalize that conversation um, with them and not make it seem quite so um, out of the norm. And then, if you're using, you know, regular, uh, you know, the anatomical names for body parts on a regular basis um, when you're ha- doing the what if game or, you know, whatever, then that's not going to seem um, as. Um, awkward for them because they're already used to using those words anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just some steps you can take.
1: And in, and in normalizing this as well I maybe you can tell me does it make it more comfortable for the child to say if something did uh, occur or if that situation was uncomfortable for them. Um, otherwise I would think that that could lead to some intimidation and things of that nature so if that's part of your normal conversation if something did happen maybe they would report that to an adult
0: I ask a lot of kids in interviews um, I'll say did you tell anybody about this happening and they'll say no I was afraid I would my mom would be mad at me or I would get in trouble Um, and I think a lot of that is is because it hasn't been talked about and so they know that it's quote unquote, wrong, and they think that they have done something wrong when they have done nothing wrong at all, they are the victim. But in their mind, they know that it's wrong. And so they think if they go and tell someone, then they are also um, going to get in trouble. So if you're having these conversations, and you're letting them know that you're not going to get in trouble if you talk to me about something like that, then they're more apt to come and talk to you if something like that does happen to them.
1: Some very important information here. Uh, Elizabeth, Carrie, thanks for stopping in today and being a part of the show.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for having us.
1: Our guests today from the Child Advocacy Center, Carrie Norville and Elizabeth Benton here on Rutherford Issues. Don't forget our podcast at WGNSRadio.com.